You are listening to the 9 to 5 Outsiders Podcast with me, Usman Diallo, where you can learn tips and ideas on how to overcome the challenges of leaving your job to start your own business journey. If you are all about challenging the status quo and will not settle for average, then you have come to the right podcast. So if you are listening to this podcast right now, chances are you have student loan, credit card, or medical debts. As a matter of fact, for the first time in history, our nation has recognized as a record of $1.5 trillion of student loan debt, leaving millions of Americans struggling to pay off their debt. That is why I've partnered with Mediator Debt Solutions, a company that specializes in helping thousands of people like you acquire financial debt relief by helping them resolve their student loan, credit card, medical, and other forms of unsecured debt. Mediator Debt Solution has helped thousands of people reduce their debt with 40% to 60% saving and become debt-free within two to three years. To learn more about your free consultation, go to www.phpdebtsolutions.com slash sm slash 12729 or click on the link in the episode's description details for your free consultation. Right, right, right. We live. Uh, welcome to episode number seven of Facebook Friends Offline. And uh, I have another special guest today. I'm excited for I'm excited for my guest. And uh, for those of you who don't know about Facebook Friends Offline, this is a project that we launch to introduce you to. Uh, some influential people in the, in the city of Austin, people that are making an impact in the community, they're doing something very positive. And my guest today, my guest today, right, he's the founder of the podcast called A Father Heard, right? We met a couple of, couple of months ago, and he, he has a passion of working with fathers into helping them become a better version of themselves, helping them become better for society, become better fathers, he also worked work with an organization called Men in Me. And when it comes to, you know, helping fathers, you know, uh, uh, become better for the society, you know, uh, he's the man to talk to. So without further ado, please help me welcome my guest, Marcus Craig. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks, so thanks for being here. here. Thanks for being here, Marcus, man, for episode number seven. We're glad to have you here. So uh, Marcus, one of the things that, uh, I wanted to talk about is domestic abuse, right? Because okay. um, I was reading some statistics that says that one in four women will be victim of some type of domestic abuse, you know, uh, either by their partner or by somebody else. So it's something that is is being a big problem in our in our community, you know, in America. So, but for yourself, I want to know uh, you working with fathers. You wanted to be like a mentor to father, what got you into this profession? Why did you decide? Why did you uh, decide to say, "Hey, one day I want to be working with fathers. I want to help them, you know, become better for for, for society." How, how did the whole journey got started? Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Domestic violence is definitely um, a huge issue um, in our world and in our country. And I guess the way that I fell into working with dads is um, 
initially I was working with children. And so like now as I'm working with fathers, I'm working on behalf of the children and just helping to be able to connect dads with themselves so that they can be the best version of themselves for their children. But um, like I was saying, I was working with kids who experienced um, domestic violence in their homes and, you know, helping them with healthy relationships and learning to, to process through some of that, those things. And really working with dads just kind of, kind of fell into my lap. And so really it's an, it is an extension of me continuing to support children while working with, um, with fathers. So you, you started with children first, right? Yeah, started and then, with youth. And then you, you transitioned to helping fathers and everything. So uh, what was, for? Do, do you have a personal experience yourself or family with uh, domestic domestic violence? Was it, was it something that yeah, I think it, I kind of fell into this line of work, um, like I was saying, and um, just seeing how those kids were being impacted by the, um, the way that their parents interacted with one another and the choices that, you know, either the dad was making or the mom was making. And so because of that, um, like, I just wanted to be able to support as best as possible. And so, like, I had I didn't grow up in a home with um, where domestic violence was, was something that happened, but that was something that my dad had dealt with when he oh, was younger. So your so your family, okay. Yeah. So like you know, I'm I am a legacy of an individual um, recognizing that you know what was happening in his home was something that he didn't want to bring into his into his own life, into his own children, his own family, and because of that, I feel like I'm blessed in that way, and so I want to be able to support people. So that they can understand that, you know, just because you dealt with, with this, it doesn't mean that it has to define who you are for the rest of your life and you taking those those behaviors into um, your own families. And so I really am a legacy of someone making a decision and growing through all of that stuff that they dealt with. Uh, how, how did that whole experience, uh, do you feel like, uh, impact, had an impact on your father? You know, do you feel like? I think, I think the way that it impacted my dad is that, he had a strained relationship with his own father and because of that like he's very connected to his children and so like i, I mean i've never seen my parents argue which is a blessing you know uh -huh. they have they have disagreements of course everybody has disagreements but my dad never disrespected my mom or called her outside of her name or anything like that that's definitely the way that i interact with my own spouse you know i've, I've never disrespected her like that sure i may have said things things that i didn't intend to say but then i also would apologize and and make it right. And so I think it's just important to recognize that we all have responsibility um, for our actions. And that's kind of it. Okay. What's, what's the biggest challenge you see? Because I think um, uh, um, they also say that most, um, most type of domestic violence, uh, do, domestic, domestic violence or abuse happen more to women. You know, I mean, it also happened to men. It's not to say that um, yeah. only women suffer from this but it's, it's, it's more with women, we see that. And I believe it was in 2014 when the baseball player got caught up on camera. Mm -hmm. I think he was at the game, watching a game, and he was with his fiance at the time. She was looking at a guy, the guy was looking at her. And yeah. next thing you know, they leave the game, they get in the, uh, uh, walking up the stairs, and everything is caught on camera. And he just started slapping her. I don't yeah, know if you ever saw that I video. Remember that. Yeah, I remember slapping that. Slapping her around. I mean, he was being very, very abusive. And a lot of times when we see that, it happens a lot with, you know, celebrities, people that have a lot of influence. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mayweather was involved in a in similar situation with the mother of his children where he even threatened her, threatened to kill her. Yeah. So we see it a lot, a lot. And I think 
But we see a lot in, in with celebrities, people that have that type of influence. Why do you think that keeps happening, or how do we how do we solve that problem? I think the, I think like you said in the very beginning, it is something that's prevalent, and you know we hear about it in the news with celebrities, but it's something that's happening right next door to you. You know, um, it's happening down the street, and I think the reason that it happens is like particularly like with the individual that's being abusive, it's like they're not connected to themselves. And so they're mm -hmm. probably dealing with something that happened where they're witnessing that, you know, as a child and now they're taking it into their own home. And, you know, one of the things that we, we do with fathers is really try to get them to, to tap into what's going on with me and why am I responding the way that I'm responding. And, you know, lots of times, like, the men don't even necessarily have the words to say, oh, I grew up in a home where domestic violence was happening. You know, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden, like, you know, when we're having conversations and then a few weeks later, they actually are able to identify and say, yeah, that was happening in my home. And I think when we have, when we have awareness and we're able to make, to make changes, um, I don't know, it's just, it's one of those things that's really difficult and, and challenging and, and, and happens to a lot of different people for, for lots of different reasons. And it definitely needs to stop, you know? And you, I mean, you brought it, you started this talking about how, um, you know, it's usually men being the ones that are abusive towards women, but it also happens where women are abusive towards men. And I hear that all the time when I'm talking to, to fathers, you know, where they find themselves in situations where, you know, they're with a woman that's being abusive towards them. And as a man, we're supposed to be like in control and, and not even let anyone, you know, hurt us or anything like that. And so like lots of times men don't even come forward and, and say, well, this is happening to me, you know? And so it's, it, it really is a huge problem. It's, it's interesting you're saying that, Marcus, because there's a, I, I saw a video on YouTube. It was like an experiment, right? Uh, it was a guy walking on the street, and he was like, kind of like on Congress, where everybody's just walking around, a lot of people, and he was with his girlfriend, mm -hmm. and they started arguing, right? They started like arguing. A social experiment. Yeah, it was a social experiment. Yeah. They started arguing, and next thing you know, he's, you know, he's kind of like, he, he grabbed her by the hands and by the neck, and, you know, it was being very abusive. Yeah. And people just stopped. Just everybody just like came to him and be like, "You can't do this." Yeah. Right? People started, you know, like we are we gonna hurt you if you do something to her. Yeah. And he was scared, and he was like, "Oh, hey, stop!" And then they show another video, where now, you know, the shoe was on the other foot. And she was being abusive to him. Now it was the lady being abusive to the guy, and right? nobody stopped. Her. And nobody did anything. Right. People were just look. People were actually. She was hitting him. She was punching him. Nobody said anything. Yeah. People were just looking like, some people were even laughing at it. Yeah. Like it wasn't a big deal. So it, it's kind of like, yes, domestic, uh, 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 domestic violence happens a lot. You know, uh, when women are, are the most, uh, are the, most of the victims are women, but it also happened to men. And yeah. that's not, that's something that we cannot just, you know, we can't just forget about that. That's that's exactly. happening. It, it needs to stop for everybody. So I mean, it happens in in heterosexual couples. It happens in same sex couples. You know, and it's it really is a, a, a excuse me an epidemic that um, people just have to get a hold of themselves and figure out what's going on inside of me. Why am I behaving this way? And then figure out how they can get the support and help that that they need. And that's one of the things that I I value um, with being able to connect with dads and talk to dads because once they start to realize. Um, you know, some of the behaviors that they may have had or what they witnessed, 
then now they're in a place where they are seeking help and trying to figure out well, what can I do to be different and not you know cause harm to my family. And some of the work that we do really talks about like well how can I nurture myself and, and nurture those that I'm connected to because if I'm growing as a man, everybody that's connected to me should benefit from that. You know, first and foremost, I should benefit from that because I'm, I'm walking in a space where I'm healthy and whole. And then if I'm married, you know, my wife should benefit from that. I have children, my, ch my children should benefit from me because I'm in a space where I'm nurturing myself and then therefore nurturing others. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a really, really good point right there. So how do we, how do we stop the issue? You know, how do we, you know, how do we, how do we make this, you know, is it, is it a psycho, psychological issue? Do you, do you believe that people that suffer from, uh, uh, people suffer from some type of mental illness or anything like that, it, or is it just uh, I based on... I wouldn't, def I wouldn't blame it on, on mental health issues. I think that may play into it for some people, but I think it really is um, people's choices, you know, and, and if we want for it to stop, then people have to start stop hurting people. So stop hurting children at a young age where they grow up, and and that's all they know is to to hurt, you know, or to allow people to hurt them because that's what they've experienced. And so I think it first and foremost is it starts with prevention. Um, mm -hmm. And so you know, working with with families and, and young children, helping them to learn to communicate and express their feelings, um, it, it starts with. I think our, our society recognizing that it's a problem with our governments putting things in place to help those that are that are, are survivors of this sort of thing. And then it, it also takes people to, to recognize that, hey, it's happening next door and maybe that person needs help and, and not to say to put yourself in, in, in harm's way, but just, you know, make sure that, you know, you're checking in on someone, especially if it's somebody that you know, just to see if they're okay, because lots of times people are getting isolated. So we, people will immediately say, well, you know, someone is putting their hands on somebody and that's domestic violence, but it also is mm -hmm. the mental piece of it. It's also the financial piece. It's also, you know, someone that's being isolated mm -hmm. um, and that sort of thing. So it is, uh, there are a lot of different things that play into it. And it really is a, a, a complex situation, you know, it's a complex situation. So someone once said, uh, I heard someone say that, uh, one of the reason, one of the reasons why a lot of people, a lot of women, for example, some women, for example, um, they have a hard time dealing with domestic violence is because they are being in a relationship where maybe the other partner is financially responsible. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So they don't, they don't know how to get out of that situation. So they feel like they're forced to be in that situation. I think the uh, Cardi B, <laughs> I think she says. I think she, uh, before she was, because she was a dancer before she became Cardi B, she was in a very abusive relationship, right? She was living with a, with a boyfriend at the time in an apartment with the boyfriend's mother in some apartment, okay. and he was being very abusive to her. And her only way, she didn't have any money, she couldn't work or something like that, she wasn't making any money. I think she was making like $200 every week, and she decided that she was going to Become a stripper. She was gonna start dancing to make some money, and that became like an escape from her, okay. for her, an escape from from the domestic abuse that she was living at home. So that can be, you know, uh, I'm not recommending to do what she did, but yeah. I, that could be one of the reasons why. So let's switch gears here for for, for a second. Okay. So uh, 
you have a podcast. I do have a podcast. Father Heard, right? Uh, I was invited to your podcast. Uh, by the way, thank you very much, uh, so much for inviting me on your podcast yeah. the other day. And your podcast is all about faith, family, and wellness. Yes. Right? Yeah. And, you know, after speaking with you for a couple of times, I mean, watching your profile, I feel like I'm kind of getting a feeling of, of, of the person that you are. And I feel like you're all about sharing information that's feels like that's more of your calling for you. So talk a yeah. little bit about the Father Heard and who should listen to the Father Heard right now. I think, and I think everybody I, should listen to the Father Heard. Everybody, yeah. everybody should <laughs> listen to the Father Heard. I mean, if, if you're a dad, it's definitely a space where you can come and, and, and learn some information. Um, also, I, I think as, as men, like lots of times we think we have all the answers and sometimes we need to hear somebody else mm -hmm. be able to give a perspective, you know? And so like take for instance, like, I'm not an expert in financial literacy, but I know someone that is, you know, and so like I connected with him so he could come and share information that's going to be valuable um, because all of us need to learn that skill of being able to take care of our finances. Um, I also think like if people, um, <laughs> Josh Banks said everybody, yeah, everybody definitely should listen to Everybody, you. Josh, everybody. you're right. But also like I think if you are interested in the male perspective and understanding like what men are thinking about, it's a good space to be able to come to come and hear about that. Um, the way that I kind of got started with that is I'm surrounded by individuals that are are kind of like go-getters. They're out there. They're doing different things, writing books, this, that, and the other. And like I just can't sit in that space and not do anything, you know. And at some point, I come to I come to a realization that I have a lot of things that. I would like to share and I tend to be a very quiet person but I feel like with the podcast it's a space where um, I'm able to I guess express fully um, for lack of a better term but also in just the experiences that I have I'm working with dads like I'm learning so much and in what I'm learning I want to be able to share with others so that in the long in the long run kids are benefiting from that the wives or, or, or girlfriends or what have you are benefiting from a man that is growing and and trying to strive to be the best that he can be for himself and his family. Yeah, this this is the new age. This is the age of information. It is. So everybody, and especially if you live here in Austin, Texas, and you get stuck in traffic for 30, 40 minutes, you can just jump on uh, Anchor, right? Yes, it's on Anchor. It's on Anchor. Um, Google, Stitcher, Spotify. Yeah. It's on, on several different places. Several different platforms. Start yeah. listening to it. I was listening to, uh, uh, I think, one of your episodes when you talked about uh, stepping out of your comfort zone. Oh, stop playing the same. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I mean, I connected to that message because I wanted to, I wanted to, uh, my first live video on, on Facebook. Yeah. I mean, my heart was beating so fast. You wouldn't even believe it. Yeah. You know? And I procrastinated that. I was like, I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm going to do it next week. And I never, and it's all because of stepping out of the comfort zone because my comfort zone was telling me, I don't need to do this. I just want to stay here. Who, why should I be doing videos? But in the back of my head, I was like, I got to do it. So how long did it take you before the, the idea of the podcast? Is it something yeah, that you I started right away? I just, I just kind of jumped into it. Um, you just jumped yeah, into I it? Yeah, I just jumped into it. Didn't have no any, procrastination. No procrastination. Didn't know anything about podcasts or anything like that. A friend of mine, he was using the Yanker platform. And I was like, wow, this is pretty simple. Let me go ahead and see what I can do. And I just... I just started. So I started last year. I did, I think it was like 23 or 24 episodes. And then life kind of 
kind of because um, you hit and you wanted to do break. like 52 weeks. You yeah, the plan was supposed to, to go. 52 the plan was to do drop one every single Monday for the whole year, 52 weeks. I did almost half of that, you know, and then at some point at my job, I did a podcast, and that just kind of got me excited again. And I had already been thinking about it. So at this point, like I was playing it safe because it was something that I had been thinking about and talking with Josh and I like, hey, you need to do this, you need to do this. But once I like did the interview, like it, it lit my fire again. And so okay. I was like, you know what? Season two is happening. And then it, this thing go. You know? That's good. That's good. Go. Awesome. Awesome, man. So guys, please let, let us know where, where you're watching from. I see a lot of a lot of people on the on the on the live right now. Tell Cole, GD, Corey, Corey. Actually, we actually met uh, two weeks ago. Daniel, what's going on, Daniel? Thanks for watching. Douglas, what's going on, Mr. Colombo? I see you doing good things out there. Yeah, thank you guys for watching. Make sure you leave some comments. Tell us where you're from. Share the video. A lot of people need to hear about Marcus here. He's doing some good things here in the community, helping fathers, and also with his podcast. And we're helping people, and it's all about family, faith, and wealth. So make sure you check it out. So, Marcus, where, where can people uh, find you? Uh, I'm on social media, so you can find me on social media, or you can just email me at fatherherd at gmail.com. Um, if you have questions, if you want to be a, a guest on the show, um, I'd love to have you. Um, so, are you on Instagram? Too? I don't use Instagram because well, I know you're on LinkedIn, but it seems like you don't use Yeah, I, I, mostly I'm just on Facebook. Mostly on Facebook. Access to LinkedIn and to Instagram, but I, I tend to just stay with the one. Stay with the one. I know, kind of an old head. All right, all right, cool, cool. Any, any, yeah. any last thing you wanted to add or any last tip? Um, anything you have? I would just say if there, if there, if you are struggling with anything, um, as far as like relationships, you know, you can always reach out um, to National Domestic Violence Hotline um, or to where, wherever you're staying in your local area. You know, there are shelters, there are places that you can go where you can get support. I would say that if you are the one that is, you know, being abusive towards people, you also can get help first, or you can get help, but you've got to help yourself first. And so a lot of people, um, particularly kids, are suffering because of the, the habits that, that you are, are bringing to them. And I would challenge you to, to tap into what's going on inside of you, figure out what it is that you didn't get as a child that's causing you to behave the way that you're behaving, and then fix that right marcus uh it was it was a pleasure having you on the show man i appreciate all of the the golden nugget that you brought yeah, i appreciate you for having me appreciate it <clears throat>